0: Hey, for the 200th time you found us, probably not. There we go. You probably haven't listened 200 (laughs) times, Uh, but it's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and Matt, we we did it. They said it couldn't be done.
1: I know, I know, I know. I remember when we were just a fledgling little young group on episode one, two, three, and all the doubters out there, all those doubters have gone away. as have all the listeners still trucking yeah yeah well i I didn't say anything about that Uh, but i just said the doubters have gone away so yeah
0: literally everyone has left but (laughs) we are still here and it's time to break down the 2019 nfl draft um my quarterback takes were all wrong everybody was wrong
1: yeah yeah i think i i landed on uh one of the four, and that was Kyler Murray if I if I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have stuck to my guns and and said that I didn't think all four would go in the first round. I, I thought that for weeks and weeks leading up to it and then I got suckered in with the, you know, last week hype of oh, they're all gonna go in the top fifteen and and, uh, and I would have been right. I should have should've have stuck to it, but I, I didn't. So I gotta own that.
0: Mm-hmm. But Murray goes one Everyone is fine. Then the draft starts getting a little weird after Bosa gets picked. Um, Yeah. You know, and and when you get to the Raiders, it all goes bananas. But then, don't worry, Dave Gettleman to the rescue for Mike Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they both take some moves that were not on a lot of, you know, mock draft lists. Now, you know it always makes me laugh when it's like, you know, oh, the Raiders could have got that guy at 10. They should have traded down. Well, one, you got to have somebody to trade down with. And two, you know, if he's good, who cares where you got him? I mean, honestly, like if Cleveland Farrell is good, or Farrell, apparently, as it's pronounced, um, you know, no one's going to look back and say, well, you know, yeah, that guy's a pro bowler, but they should have drafted him at 10 instead of four. No. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a surprising pick, but, you know, what's going to matter is whether these guys are good, not where they actually got drafted.
0: Well, and if he's your guy, you might as well take him. It's, you know, it's the idea of when they say, Oh, this was a reach. Not, not if you wanted him and you weren't going to get him the next time.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you know, they didn't pick again until 24. He wasn't going to make it to 24. Um, and, and so maybe, yeah, they could have moved up from 24, maybe package at 24, 27, or something like that. Or maybe they could have moved down. But there wasn't a lot of, I mean, where was the first trade on the board? Ten? Steelers moved up to ten? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, there, so for as much of, I think it was interesting in that everybody in the top ten seemingly was interested in moving down. And so nobody wanted to move up. I <laughs> think there was a feeling of like, well, you know, if everybody wants to move down, why would we move up? Uh, you know, when you've got one or two teams that are interested, but, you know, the Jets wanted to move down, the Raiders wanted to move down, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Bills, well, you know, you kind of saturate the market, and in, in the end, no one did.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it goes to the idea of our teams getting smarter now that trading up, unless you're getting the franchise guy, right, is not worth, I mean, we kind of learned this. The the biggest one that I remember when we were younger mm-hmm. was when the Falcons were like, we are getting Vic and we My will pick. give yeah. you whatever it takes and the, five uh, it, and, and like three other picks to and the Chargers so. yeah. wound up with Tomlinson and Breeze. right and Breeze. yeah and, two hall of uh, famers you know now or the, only the one primarily with yeah. them but, but yeah still well, and, good have, ball. and then you have Ditka with the Saints we have right. to get Ricky Williams
1: Ricky right? Williams yes. Yes, I agree. I mean, I think uh, we've seen them lately with quarterbacks. Uh, we didn't we didn't see it this year, but um, you know, I think of the I want to say I heard this of the you know ten or eleven quarterbacks that went in the first round from twenty sixteen to 18 nine nine of them were trade ups. The only one that wasn't was Cleveland took Mayfield number one overall, but the Jets traded up to get Darnold. The Cardinals traded up to get Rosen. Something we should discuss at some point in this. Um, you know, the Bills traded up to get Allen. Uh, The Ravens traded back into the first round to get Jackson. You know, the year before, Mahomes and Watson were trade-ups. Trubisky was a trade-up, even though one spot. Um, So, you know, we've seen it with quarterbacks, but I don't think the quarterback hall this year was that um, revered. And and so I just don't think – and, you know, not that many teams needed quarterbacks. That's the other thing. Because all these teams took quarterbacks recently, you had less of a market of teams that were desperate to get one. Um, except for the Cardinals, well, who decided to go back-to-back years. But,
0: and that worked out great for one of the teams who was desperate, the Dolphins, who we thought at yeah. least was, to be like, yeah. all right, fine. We, Just bide their time. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. wait, and they, we'll take Rosen. Oh, you, yeah. you're going to give us your pick in the mid-40s? Oh, no, no, no. We're going to trade that pick, <laughs> get you a pick in the 60s.
1: And get give you a pick, pick in the 60s, and then they traded that pick in the 40s for a second rounder next year. Uh, so they've got more, you know, ammo if they want to do something next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, or, you know, worst case, they have two second-round picks next year, which isn't the worst thing in the world. So, um, Mm. yeah, they they played it very well. They really did. And and the Rosen move is so low risk for them. Uh, I mean, just incredibly low risk. They don't owe him much money. They have him under contract for three years, four if they want, a 4th they'll have the option year.
0: And all of the signing bonus has been paid already. All of it,
1: yeah, yeah. So you get you get a 16 game audition for this guy, basically, training camp, everything. You've got him now in your system. He can go through OTAs, minicamp, training camp, um, and you know he should, I believe, be the starter. Um, I mean, if you've got him, there's no reason to sit him behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, give him the chance and see what you got. And if at the end of 2019 you think this guy's not our guy, well, you've got the you know the capital to do something in the draft. Maybe if you've had a really bad year, you're in the top five anyway. Um, and maybe you're number one overall. Um, and, you know, unfortunately for Rosen, a lot of people are projecting he's going to be in the same exact position next year. I hope not. Except they I, I mean, haven't
0: paid him. And that's the right, exactly.
1: Exactly, yeah. You know, I, I hope it works out for him. We talked about this a few weeks ago. The, the constant um, upheaval with his career, college and pro, you know, three offensive coordinators in three years in college, now three in two years. Um, and I mean, I guess you could say four because he, he was with Kingsbury for a few weeks in Arizona. So now four offenses he's going to be a part of in two seasons in the NFL is recipe for disaster for a young quarterback. But I, I hope he can buck the odds and make it work. I, I don't know if he can.
0: I thought that the article, whoever it was that got to get into his camp, and I wish yeah. I would have remembered the name of the writer. Cause I looked at it before.
1: On SI? Yeah. Was it was a, uh, Clemco. Robert Clemco. Yeah,
0: That was a yeah. great story. And, it it, was. and as much as, you know, the stuff Rosen said in college about, you know, look, they should pay us. We are athletes. We are, yes. you know, and school yes. is secondary. And, yes. all, and I know how much you agreed with him and I agree with him. I and, do. and the stuff he said, I, I love the stuff he said in this. He's like, this isn't hard. I'm not starving. I, right, you know, I'm not right. in a war torn country. I, <laughs> right. I, right. You know.
1: Yeah. I thought he came across as very, very much had his head on straight. Uh, very, uh, adult about it. You know, I mean, he, he called out the, the, you know, the BS that really the Cardinals were going to keep both him and his, him and his agent. You could tell in that story, uh, you know, had never bought into that, nor did I.
0: Well, and uh, his statement we, was absolutely right, which is why they had yes. to trade him. He's like, okay, fine. I'll go out and win the job. What? Right. If it, there was but no way they were, were going to let him they win. They were going to give that. him that fair shake. No, he no knew way. That, and he and said that. He basically said, look, yeah. even if I, the hard part is even if I beat him, right. I, they're going to start it.
1: They're going to start it because he's the number one pick. They should. I mean, if you take a guy number one overall when you've got the choice of everybody in the draft, then – he is your guy. You're saying he's your guy or, you know, uh, and, and so the, the notion that, you know, oh, may the best man win. It wasn't that not to mention. And again, I, you know, this, this is an extreme scenario, but let's say the Cardinals really were true to that and may the best man win. And at the end of August and, you know, training camps coming to a close, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury says, you know, we're going to start Josh Rosen. Kyler Murray's first call could be to the Oakland A's to say, Hey, what what do you got for me? I don't want to be a backup. You know, you still got that big money deal for me? And they probably would. Mm-hmm. So it, that was totally unrealistic that was ever going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I thought Rosen came on very well. I thought he handled this extremely well. Um, I mean, he, he showed up to work uh, before it happened. He, you know, he didn't he didn't pull the no shows to workouts um, he mm-hmm. made a you know a nice little gesture on Twitter with the minute long video. Thanks to the Cardinals, he he goes to Larry Fitzgerald's you know softball thing and and thanks dominate. the fans.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it was, it, he handled it with grace and and class
1: and all the things that supposedly uh, he didn't have. Uh, yeah. You know, or the, well, the reputation.
0: And I love um, the I love the thing. Uh, by the way, I've got <laughs> I've got a condo available for him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he handled it with a, with a sense of humor,
1: but with with professionalism and class. And you know, behind the scenes, is he is he bitter? Does he have a chip on his shoulder? I mean, he kind of admitted in that story that he, he does, and he should. Yeah. I mean, you know, chip on chip on your shoulder is a powerful thing. I mean, it, well, ask uh, Tom Brady, ask Tom Brady, ask Michael Jordan, ask Tiger Woods. I mean, some of the greatest of our of our time are motivated by you know doubters hmm. and cr- self created doubters. Well, know, when Jordan. they don't have any doubters
0: left. I mean, Jordan. Took everything as a slight, right. even when there was right. no slight. Detail. Right, right. <laughs> right. You know, and, and Tiger Woods is famous
1: for that too. You know, one one, you know, cross line, and you know, he, you made an enemy forever, basically. So, you know, that's that's what that's what the greats do. So, you know, if he's got a little edge to him, I'm not saying he's ever going to be as good as those three guys. That's a high standard, but it, that that can't hurt him. Uh, you know, hopefully, he'll. Um, he'll do well there. I hope so. But yeah, uh, you know, that was, that was tremendous strategy by the Dolphins. I will say that regardless of whether it works, you can't argue with the strategy of what they did to get him. Um, And yeah, you know, the the rest of the quarterbacks, um, you know, Daniel Jones is being universally panned um, to the point where I'm now hoping he becomes good so that a lot of people have to eat crow. I don't know if that's going to happen, but Boy, you know, you can't find anybody besides Dave Gettleman, who apparently thinks this is a good idea, and David Cutcliffe.
0: Yeah, well, Cutcliffe's all over that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, obviously those two have a little bit of a bias in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, look, the whole idea to me, if, the whole thing of how they could have got him at 17, i say the same thing that I said about Cleland Farrell, or Farrell. I keep getting that wrong. Um, well,
0: you're, you're already ahead of me, because I want to call him Cleland Farrell.
1: And well, that's yeah, I mean, totally for, right. for three years he was Cleveland Farrell at Clemson, but apparently, I, I guess, I, maybe he wasn't. So that's just how the TV guys pronounce it. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, same thing there. Like, I mean, if he's good, no one remembers where you got him. And, and the thing mm-hmm. that I always remember about that, the kind of moment for me that crystallized that, was when the Seahawks took Russell Wilson in the third round. And I remember watching that and thinking, what are they doing? They, they could have got him in the fifth round. Yeah. Well, no one thinks about that now. You know, maybe they could have, but no one thinks, you know, know, they should have drafted him two rounds later. No, they got a Super Bowl quarterback. uh, You know, it was fine where they took him.
0: Yeah. Um, For the second time in recent memory, you and I talked before a draft, and I said a player who I don't want the Packers to have. I'm not sure I want any part of Rashawn Gary. I I don't want, you know – to deal with the motivation and the lack of right. a motor, and they took him. Just like they I said, did. I didn't want Demarius Randall. At least this time, I recognized it as a need and saw that it was yeah. possible we could take him.
1: Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Demarius Randall one will never be topped. I don't think because uh, not only was he an ASU guy who we followed closely for two years because he was an ASU guy, but uh, yeah, in the entire draft run up, you kept saying, "Well, they're not going to take him because they don't need a safety," and they took him anyway.
0: Yeah, um, then they took him know, so, and put him at corner where he didn't right. succeed.
1: Well, he was okay. Well, but nice then they thing. traded I
0: mean, him to Cleveland, and he played safety, and he was much right. better.
1: <laughs> he was. Now, he had a good first year with the Packers yeah, to the point was, where you, you bought the jersey. You got your
0: oh, first-ever player jersey. I got the jersey uh, rookie year because I figured I might as yes. well first-round pick. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, it's so currently you know, hanging in my, my closet. Okay start. It, it, and, yeah, I mean it probably won't be worn much anymore, I'm sure. But yeah. that um you know but but yeah the, you know the Rashawn Gary one is is um you know it's it's high risk high reward probably uh, it, you know possibly high reward um i mean he's he's very talented he was the number 1 recruit in the country three years ago uh never quite got to that level at michigan but certainly wasn't bad uh, according
0: you know, was, to the a- packers if you watch the tape the numbers are misleading because he was basically being guarded by all five offensive linemen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that may be a bit of a stretch, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, he was, he was part of a very good defense. Now, uh, you know, they had, they had other very, you know, obviously Devin Bush went 10th and um, we saw Chase Winovich have such a great game there against Northwestern. And he, I think went in the second or third round to New England. Mm-hmm. A classic New England guy, if there ever was one. Like you know, you, you could see him becoming a you know an All Pro in New England very easily, um, and and you know fitting their persona so well. But uh, uh, you know they they had plenty of good players. Um, they had a few other guys get drafted too. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a risky pick. Obviously, he never quite became the superstar at Michigan he was supposed to be. Um, but I, I get it, and then I. I was surprised at the move up to take the Maryland safety. Um, he was the yeah, guy right. who I had not heard much about, in all honesty. But, um,
0: again, you know, if he's good, then it was worth it. It became very clear, because obviously the draft I followed closest was the Packers, followed by where yeah. LSU players landed, and we'll talk about yes. that next. But Yes, yes, we um, do. The, you know... For the Packers, it became very clear that defensively their decision making process on who to pick was who is a spark freak. Who you know yeah. they, they draft yeah. two two defensive backs who run sub four four. Yeah. Uh, they draft Gary, who, you know, physically all of the oh, attributes sure. quick first step, sure. you know. But
1: without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, jumps off the page just did in, in raw talent. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was
0: uh, it was an interesting move. Who was the other DB they got? Uh, corner from Toledo in, like, the okay. sixth round. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I do trying kind to of remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, the draft is always funny to me because, you know, it's uh, – and, I, and I, I think, again, there's moments that, like, this clicks for you. And for me, it was working for the Cardinals – Where every draft, it was, you know, boy, this team got so much better. And I'd read other teams, oh, this team got so much better. Well, well, yeah. I mean, theoretically, in most situations, you added, you know, somewhere between five and 12 guys. And you didn't get rid of anybody. So everybody thinks they got better. You know, I mean, like, yeah, of course you're going to think that. Now, not everybody did. And we don't know who did or didn't. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's always funny, the immediate reactions of the, you know, oh boy, they really got a lot of talent. Hey, well,
0: Except for the Colts. We know the Colts got better. Everyone hopefully. loved, everyone loved I mean, that draft. It was amazing. I, I liked it. Universally, liked it, yeah. you know, one of the top yes. three draft grades for like everyone. Which always makes me nervous because,
1: you know, those are the ones that, you know, usually end up, I mean, it, it seems to always go the opposite way, you know, the, uh, Going back to that Seahawks 2012 draft, you know, there's always the every year you see the, you know, retweeted, oh, F grade for the Seahawks 2012 draft. And, you know, it was the, it was the makings of a Super Bowl team a year later. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, maybe hedge on the immediate reactions. But the Colts did seem to do well. You know, like Paris Campbell, um, thought that was a good pick. That where all the receivers landed was interesting. We talked about them, and that's a smooth transition into Nikhil Harry, who, was the second receiver taken? You know, one of only two in the first round. Um, cool, you know, fun moment for ASU to, yeah. to you know have him go in the first round and be a uh, a full career ASU guy. I mean, Demarius Randall, yes, he's, he was here, but he was a juco. This is our first, you know, true you Re- know pre- recruit, recruit. To draft, right, to go in the first round since Terrell Suggs. Mm. Um, and and so you know, made it by one pick, but it counts and and goes to. What I, I mean, I think you can only describe as a great situation. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, plenty of playing time available at receiver. They were not deep at receiver last year. Um, Their red zone you know, threat
0: left. There, right, exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, no Rob
1: Gronkowski anymore. We think. Um, obviously, you know, that's mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he ends up coming back. But for now, he's not there. Um, you know, Edelman is obviously the, the you know number one target, but he's not a big guy. He's not a red zone guy. Um, and and so you know, great up. I mean, you know, you're playing with a great quarterback who's still good, and a great offense, and an, an opportunity to play right away. I mean, well, you can't ask for a much better spot. And the first, I mean, notable the first time Belichick's ever taken a receiver in the first round. Uh, so he must <laughs> like him, obviously.
0: Now, a, a piece of analysis that I heard in a couple different places about Harry that I want, I'm curious your take on is that. He didn't have great separation yeah, and not a good route runner, but good catching the ball. And then the the counter take I heard from, it might have been Bill Polian or somebody on the Athletic had written it, that give me the guy who can catch the ball without
1: space because
0: that's how it is in the NFL.
1: That's exactly how it is. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a scout. I've never you know had to had to make a decision based on you know a guy who ran four six one versus four five nine. Um, to me, that seems so minuscule and and ridiculous that you know we break these things down. Um, I heard you know and admittedly I, this is it's local radio, which I shouldn't have even been listening to. But they made the comparison of him to Anquan Bolden who was knocked for the same thing. Oh, you know, he doesn't have elite speed. Well, it didn't matter. He had about a 15-year career. Um, You know, he won a Super Bowl. He got to another couple others, was very productive for a long, long time. Um, If Nikhil Harry can approach Anquan Bolden's career, he's a very good player. Um, So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't worry too much about that, in all honesty. He was plenty fast. Uh, is he is he a you know four three guy? No, but a lot of four three guys can't catch. They can't actually run routes. I mean, you know, DK Metcalf. Oh, he's this huge guy. He runs this incredible forty. Well, he was never really productive in college. So give me the guy who was productive in college, and I'll take my chances with him.
0: Yeah. Um, also drafted Rennell Wren. Um, yeah. Joining, yeah. What fourth round? I think. Yeah, joining the long line of Sun Devils to the Bengals, Cincinnati. Yep, yep. Third
1: draft pick in the last five years, and and then you know you had Perfect as a as a, a notable rookie free agent um, that went there and had a had a long run there. Uh, it's it's finally over. He's you know headed, headed now down to Raiders, but uh, you know was there for what seven eight years before finally being done. So um, yeah, you know an interesting spot for him. Obviously, you know when you're when you're a day three pick, you know it's an uphill battle. But there are plenty of day three picks who do make it um, and, and become starters, pro bowlers. And, you know, we'll see. He's, he's definitely got the, the tools to be pretty
0: good. You know, and, but can it translate? Who knows? And speaking of perfect, if this were the 70s or 80s, perfect Rainer.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It, I mean, he's, you know, I, I joked with you when he signed there. You know, it's fulfilling his destiny to, to spend some time with the Oakland Raiders, and and appropriate they are still the Oakland Raiders um, for at least one more year, maybe two. Um, you know that he can he can put that on the resume that he was an Oakland Raider. Um, so yeah, you know, but but not bad. I mean, a couple guys drafted. Obviously, you'd love to have you know you'd love to be Alabama and have ten guys drafted, but um, we knew that wasn't going to happen realistically. Um, uh, You know, not too bad. A few guys signed, a couple uh, right there in your neck of the woods, Manny Wilkins and Karan Crump signing as free agents with the Packers. Mm -hmm. I saw Casey Tucker signed with
0: Denver. Is that right? Did I see that? Yeah, Um, and Jalen Harvey, I think, to the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw he signed. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, some opportunities, obviously, when you're a rookie free agent, the the odds are against you. Um, But, you know, not bad, and and hopefully – that number gets better. You know that's one of the things that has been prioritized in this coaching change is to become more of a, you know, better preparation for the NFL. Getting better players first of all, and then preparing them for the NFL, getting them drafted. That's a process. You know, you don't do that in one year. Um, but uh, all in all, not bad. Good to have a first rounder. I mean, that's that's the cool thing. Uh, there were so many receivers taken in the second round that it's it's cool that Nikhil Harry at least separated from that pack enough to go round one
0: um i think we've uh, addressed the depth of the draft for a week later that i'm yes. comfortable with
1: um, yes we didn't mention dwayne haskins quick mention of him since he was a first round quarterback i hope he does well I, you know i don't love to fit with the redskins but uh, you know I'll, I'll be rooting for him because i don't think he should have fallen as far as he did
0: the uh, the video of him when they took Jones.
1: Jones, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll make for a you know a nice uh, fun story for the next however many years. Um, yeah.
0: Hey, look, they're playing in the same division. They'll play each other right. twice a year.
1: Right. Exactly. You know. So I mean, it's a spot where he'll probably get a chance to start right away. I think he'll have a chance, you know, to play this year, if not from week one. Um, I just you know, it always makes me wary when you hear that the coaching staff didn't want a guy but the owner did I always go back to Vince Young and the Titans and that did not work out well um, so I, I hope that's not the case Jay Gruden says it's not but you know as we know football coaches lie all the time so uh, you know we'll see down the road if we end up here in five years from now well the reason Dwayne Heskins didn't work out is Jay Gruden never wanted him wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me but I, I hope that's not the case
0: Todd Graham never lied so
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> We don't yet know if Herm Edwards is a great liar. He didn't do a lot of that last year, but the adversity have to. hasn't struck yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, The, a
0: the question's going to be when Antonio Pierce leaves after this season, <laughs> if Herm said, oh, yeah, yeah you know, we, we appreciate what he did, but we'll be fine without him. And,
1: right, right. You know. And then the question's going to be when this team, you know, starting this year, Hits a you know if if and hopefully they won't but you know hits a three game losing streak or something then, you know adversity's going to hit the the criticism will peak and and we'll see how he handles that who knows but yeah he didn't have to do a lot of it in year 1 there'll be more opportunities I'm sure in year 2
0: um so let's turn now to some Pac-12 basketball news the the conference announced that they are going to make all of the teams starting in 2020 2021 Uh, expand to a 20-game conference schedule up from 18, but not enough to play a full true round robin again.
1: Yeah, yeah, similar with the Big Ten, I I know, started last year and, you know, had some conference games like the first week of December then went back to non-conference and then, you know, picked up in January. Um, You know, the, the interesting thing, and I texted you about it, is You know, the true schedule rotations of, you know, you go on the two-game road trips. uh, If they keep that up, and I assume they will, then you're going to have an an, an imbalance. You're going to have, like, football. Or you're going to have, you know, nine home and 11 road one year, and then 11 home, nine road the next year, I guess. Um, Because, you you know, you you can play your natural rival one and one. That leaves 18 games left. You can't split those evenly if you do two at a time.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that, as I texted you earlier, this is a one-year yeah. bridge to, all right, we're going full round robin again. Uh, yeah,
1: which wouldn't bother me. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see that. Uh, you know, um, the the interesting thing there is, you know, you get to 22 games if you limit teams to 30 or 31 total. That's not a lot of non-conference games, and teams like to have their share of cupcakes, and they also like to go to their holiday tournaments and, so, uh, I wonder if there'll be some pushback to that. Um, but, uh, you know, as a just a pure fan, I'd love the true round robin. One, I think it's the best test. And, and two, it also means that everybody jumps here every year, which, you know, like last year we didn't get UCLA or USC. That's always kind of a disappointment when you don't see them.
0: Yeah. Uh, one person who you expect you'll still see next season on the sidelines is Sean Miller. Yeah. Um, And he has now been passively, because he's not an active participant, looped into this whole uh, college basketball FBI scandal um, as testimony has leaked out. But, Matt, let's talk big picture about this whole scandal. One, it seems to reinforce the idea that if we just move this above the table with set rules, no crime is committed.
1: Yeah, you know, well, and, and it, you know, what's funny to me is, as you say that, it almost feels like as I as I see the reactions, and not just by Arizona, but by Kansas and LSU and other schools who have been heavily embroiled in this, you almost get the feeling that everybody in college sports, fans, administrators, et cetera, is kind of okay with this. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think the NCAA and the schools want to officially sanction it because they don't know how to handle that. But I get the feeling that everybody's kind of like, yeah, we'll we'll pretend we're upset about it. We'll issue strongly worded statements um, that say we're really doing our best to investigate this and we're committed to integrity. But, you know, the bottom line is college football, basketball, they bring in a lot of money. They're popular. The tournament's a huge, uh, you know, economic boon. So do we really want to mess with it? I get the feeling no. I, I think everybody's kind of okay with just, you know, turning a blind eye to this.
0: LSU reinstated the coach. I know. know. (laughs) In the middle of all of this,
1: I know. I mean, uh, you know, and and Kansas re-ups with Adidas. Uh, You know, huge new deal after you know all this has has you know brought them to the fold. And Arizona apparently has no interest in taking action against Sean Miller. Um, I mean, something new comes out every week. It seems like about either him or one of his assistants, and and uh, nothing ever seems to change, and so. I just get the feeling, the the overall feeling around college sports is, eh, you know, like, almost like, well, we all knew this was happening anyway. Um, You know, we don't want to officially say it's okay because then, oh, God, what would we do? Then we'd lose our, you know, moral principles of amateurism. But if it continues to happen, that's okay, too.
0: Look, we knew from blue chips that this existed. Like from oh, sure. that time, it was just kind of common knowledge. And, I mean, even before that. And you, you know, hear I mean, the stories, but it's it's just as you said. Like it's almost like this is the cost of doing business. It's like yes. someone's gonna get caught. Someone's gonna get slapped on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. We're no yeah, longer doing the death penalty. No, we, we saw no. what happened when we tried that in football. So don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. You're not gonna do that. You might yeah, get a postseason yeah. ban. You know. If that, I mean, you know, the. I, I, I think I said
1: this to you a year or so ago when this story was, you know, first breaking and, and more and more schools were being involved that I thought, you know, I just never really expected the NCAA to have much teeth on this because are they going to kill the golden goose that is college basketball by taking action against, you know, what? I mean, by, by at least some associations, we've seen Kansas, Arizona, Duke, North Carolina. Uh, you know uh, many of the elite of the elites in basketball associated with this and and so do you really you know do you really think they're going to come down hard on all of them no they didn't come down hard on North Carolina when there was rampant evidence of academic fraud and, and misdeeds and they, they gave them a, a barely a slap on the wrist uh, and so I just I just kind of feel like the general I don't think fans care about this I I, I don't think they do at all um, and I don't think that, uh, the, the higher ups of the big wheels in college sports really care that much about it. Don't pretend to, but it just feels to me that they don't.
0: Well, and it's, it's just interesting to me that we, we walk through the same song and dance and it's kind of become our culture because we're so connected now that we see the same kind of events, whether it be yeah. a basketball scandal Or a a horrible, you know, tragedy. We walk through the same steps every time. We just, we know, everyone knows how they're supposed to. We're outraged. We say the same platitudes. (laughs) We talk about the people who do it the right way. And then we move on.
1: And then we just keep going on. Yeah. and I mean, how many people, you know, I would love to know if, I'm sure there was probably one or two, but I bet there were not very many people who, when the tournament started in mid-March, thought, you know, I'm not watching because I'm upset that these guys are getting paid under the table. That just bothers me.
0: Well, I'll I tell you. I'll they're... tell you this. I was in a basketball pool for the tournament. Yeah. Where we, we did an auction where we were picking teams, mm-hmm. you know, in auction style, who were in. Yeah. And the guy who won LSU's like, well, I figure if he's paying them, they got to be
1: good the joke about all this, you know, the news about Arizona, you know, I've heard that joke repeated several times on Twitter and on TV is, you know, boy, if Sean Sean Miller paid DeAndre that much, you'd think they could have got out of the first round. Um, You know, and I laugh when I hear it because it's kind of funny, Uh, you know, but I just don't think that that people are that worked up about it. And I'm not that worked up about it. I mean, to be to be honest, I have kind of a twofold thought on this. I mean, I I hate Arizona. That's well-established. And so every piece of news that comes out about this that involves Arizona gives me a little bit of glee. But in reality, do I think that this is, is, you know, a major problem and needs to be stopped? No, I don't. You know, as we were talking about with Josh Rosen, I do think these guys should be able to make money. Um, I don't have a problem with them capitalizing on their value. Uh, I wish it was just, you know, as you said, above the table rather than under the table. but. I just I don't think any but I don't think there's a desire to do that because well, that upsets the Apple cart. We'd rather just kinda of keep things as they are. Things are good. They're fine. Well and you know, nothing to see here.
0: And it's I hate to say it, but it's the cheating is baked in. I remember there was a joke in NBA circles when Mitch Kupchak was the Lakers GM about how you know it'd be twelve oh one and he would call up agents and say, right. Hey, you know, we're we're interested, we'd like to talk to you. Well, the agent already made the deal because right, everyone right. else was talking before 12.01.
1: Exactly, exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the old baseball axiom. If you're not cheating, you're trying, you know. Um, and, and it's true in every sport, every everything, every, you know, walk of life in a, in a way. Um, you know, people find a way to kind of skirt the rules. And, and the, you know, college sports has become way too big a business for people to respect the rules of amateurism. Uh, coaches make a ton of money
0: Did you see the story Uh, about the Ohio State strength and conditioning coach? No. He's going to be the 14th highest paid person in Ohio State University.
1: Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, I did see the story, and, you know, I I thought it before it kind of caught fire uh, about Dabo Sweeney, who I like. I like Dabo. I like Clemson. But, you know, Dabo a few years ago says, you know, uh, I wouldn't be up for paying players because that becomes professional and I'd do something else. Dabo can make nine point three million dollars a year for ten years. That's not professional. Uh, so I mean, there's there's a tremendous hypocrisy there that I just cannot be reconciled to me.
0: The other thing about the cheating, and you know, I'm calling it cheating because it's against the rules, not because yeah, not exactly. as a moral I mean, judgment. By
1: the letter of the law, it's cheating. But right, but, I, I agree with you.
0: But this is one of those, you know glass houses kind of moments like yeah I I want to believe for example with no basis to think otherwise that Bobby Hurley legitimately signed the best Canadian guard last right. year right uh, <laughs> that he's had you know consistent top 100 recruits since he's sure. shown up. And it's all above board. We haven't done anything outside of the letter of the NCAA bylaws. Yeah, yeah. But boy, but I, I wouldn't enjoy a federal investigation into whether right. or not that's true.
1: Right, right. No, I mean, I, I, I agree. And, and, you know, everybody wants to think that there's, you know, but I mean, it's, it's um, sort of kind of accepted, um, you know, truth around here that James Harden got paid to go to ASU. Never been any evidence of it, but it's you know you won't find very many people that work for ASU that don't believe James Harden got a little bit on the side, maybe more than a little bit, to go to ASU. And and would you be surprised? I would not. Am I upset by it? Not. Maybe. Would
0: I sign up uh, for it again?
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, doesn't bother me at all. Whatever he got paid, he was worth. Um, because it gave us two great years. It gave us a guy who was, you know, top five pick and an NBA MVP.
0: It gave us legitimacy as a program.
1: It did. It did. Yes, it did. Um, And, and, you know, it's the same thing I said about Cam Newton at Auburn. You know. Reggie
0: Bush at USC.
1: Reggie Bush at USC. Zion probably got me, you know. Zion at Duke is kind of, it's very much like Cam Newton. You know, well, he was offered money to go to Kansas, but we're supposed to think he went to Duke for just out of the goodness of his heart. Probably Mm -hmm. not. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, do I think Zion just decided, you know, I love Duke so much that I'm going to turn down all this potential money from Kansas to go there. Uh, no, I don't believe that, and I don't believe you should have. I mean, by all means, do it because Duke made a lot of money off Zion this year um, and, and will continue to just because of the fact that he went there. they'll They'll capitalize on that for years. So I have no problem with it. But again, by the letter of the law, it's, it's breaking the rules. I, I just don't think that. Uh, I don't sense the outrage that used to be there. Uh, you know, you used to, you know, you used to have. Oh, this is terrible. I don't sense that very many people think that anymore.
0: I thought you were going to give me the Monty from waiting. Uh, I wasn't there when the rules were drafted. <laughs> I mean, it's funny
1: that you say that because I think that that is the. That is probably, maybe maybe they haven't seen that movie, but that is probably the mentality among a lot of coaches and players and and families, which is to say that, you know, I mean, these are rules that date back to the 50s and 60s and 70s when the NCAA was formed, when college sports was nothing like it is today. The tournament was was nothing. Um, You know, it it competed with the NIT. Uh, It was not a big deal. College football was a regional thing. You know, there was no national TV games. You maybe had one a week. Things have totally and utterly changed. Coaches get paid tens of millions. Strength coaches get paid in the seven figures now, as you mentioned. Um, you know, defensive coordinators are getting you know three, four million a year at some places. So the game's changed, and I just don't. I don't think anybody really has respect for the system. But but no one has has evolved the system to go along with the changes.
0: The last story that I want to touch on, which I just saw before yeah. our call, so we didn't talk about this, D'Angelo Russell got yeah. a, got cited for marijuana yeah. possession, and I don't care about that, and it doesn't bother me, and the no, NBA basically me, has yeah. said it doesn't matter because right. the, right. it, it's nothing, and then a yeah. fine, and then a suspension exactly. in the NBA, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it reminds me of the Damon Stoudemire <laughs> <Me too>. marijuana <laughs> possession, too. where yep. he had it wrapped in tinfoil. Yep, yep. And it set off the metal detector, I believe.
1: One of the best, one of the all-time best. Um, you know, if you want to make fun of Arizona stories, that should be at the near the top of your list. Maybe <laughs> at the very top.
0: Uh, it appears that Russell's methodology was some sort of modified Arizona ice you <laughs> can. I saw that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that I assume yeah. he got the idea from Jurassic Park where they used the shaving cream bottle to sneak out the uh, dinosaur DNA. Probably, um, probably, yeah. You yeah. Know, but it just, when it happened, my first thought was, oh, Damon Stoudemire could have told him that was a bad idea.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess uh, there's, you know, there's no, uh, no accounting for stupidity. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean... No, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all that you know potentially he you know smokes weed. We're to assume he does, although he'll probably say it was for someone else.
0: Well, I mean, that's a the NHL. But, I don't know if you saw that story about how the NHL made it not, uh, you know, not a yeah. penalty for the league. Yeah, I think that's I, where we're going. I mean, like, just
1: I do too. I do know. too. I mean, especially in football. Where you know we have all this all this talk about guys you know using painkillers and and you know dangerous opiates and things like that um, you know if people can can get pain relief by smoking marijuana then they ought to be like there, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that and and if they want to just do it recreationally I don't have a problem with that either um, you know as long as you're not you know getting behind the wheel afterward or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't bother me in the least. and I, I'm I hope
0: sure that, they didn't let Russell fly the plane.
1: <laughs> I would hope not. I would hope not. You know, uh, so, you know, as long as you're not putting other people in jeopardy, then I don't really care. You know, it does not bother me at all. So, um, and hopefully the NFL will catch up to that. You know, the, the uh, fact that guys get suspended for four games and then an entire year you know, on the on the third offense or whatever for, you know, smoking marijuana and and less for, you know, beating up their girlfriend is constantly lampooned and should be. Um, mm-hmm. you know, those two things should not be equal or or imbalanced in the way they are. So uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's where we're headed and we we should already be there, but we're not quite.
0: That's two hundred episodes in the bag for the Ben and Matt Sportscast. We'll be back There's NBA playoffs. There's NFL training camp right around the corner.
1: Yep, yep. College football preview. It won't be long. It's (laughs) May now. College football preview is less than three months away.
0: You got a lot to look forward
1: to this summer. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.